Okay. Hi, everybody. You could have said Barb and Star are joining you. They're not. I mean, We're talking I, about them. I could be one of them. <laughs> you, I think we, you, we you could be Barb and Star. Yeah, you're both kind of a couple <laughs> years older and younger on each end of the, each end of the, the, the start. Star oh whatever. Tonight the we're doing Star Spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to combine it somehow. Tonight we're doing Barb and Star <laughs> Go to Vista Del Mar. This was on VOD in earlier this year, and it was a very high selling one. Uh, people were very interested in seeing this when it came out, but we don't do things you pay for here. Is that sarcasm? So. No, oh. it was the third oh. highest thing that came out on VOD. It made a good amount of money what? on people. People spent uh. twenty bucks to go. Uh, rent oh, this in geez. their living room, which I don't. I still don't quite understand why you would ever rent anything, ever, because it's so expensive, and the streaming services and the theater subscriptions are not very expensive compared to that. So I don't know why anyone does this, but people do it. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, if you waited a nice four months later, you could see it free included in your Hulu subscription, which is what we did. Uh, there so are Barbara so many Star. people, Brennan, that are still not leaving their home. Just so you know. Well, you didn't have to leave your home for this. You could have waited four months and watched the other 50 billion things that are already on your five <laughs> Some people services. needed Barb and Star at the beginning of the year. They did just they did. need Barb and Star? They Is this really did. anyone needs? Yeah. I don't know if you need this. We'll Barb find out Star. by the end of the, the episode, yeah. Anyone know about anything going in? Anybody? No, I guess I figured it would be funny if uh, Kristen Wiig and what's-her-name are in it, so... Annie Mavulo. forward to that. She is the writing partner, longtime writing partner of Kristen Wiig. They wrote Bridesmaids together. She was the lady mm-hmm. on the plane in that in that scene that everyone loves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's, she's in other stuff, but she's mostly a writer. Yeah, I saw when it first came out, Video On Demand. I feel like I saw a preview of this maybe, like, I don't know, a year and a half ago. Does that make sense? Um... I saw a preview for this in theaters, but like, yeah, they, it was a weird preview where they didn't show either of their faces. They just showed like yeah. their hair and their dress and like their clanky jewelry and whatever. What are those? What's their their pants culottes. that are very important? The culottes. culottes. Yes, yeah. it's a very important sticking point. Is their culottes? But the yeah. whole the whole trailer was just that, and then the Midwestern actress, but we didn't actually see who the the people were. So I don't. Know I what feel the like I was, did see that. Yeah. So this I remembered is... it though. So yeah. It's very colorful when you look at it, too, so, yeah. This is a very colorful film. So, lifelong friends Barb and Star embark on the adventure of a lifetime when they decide to leave their small Midwestern town for the first time ever. If you are interested in a Bridesmaids-ish comedy, it's starring, you know, the same person, Kristen Wiig, with her writing partner, the same writers. Uh, And so it's a similar team uh, put together here. And then a lot of the other kind of regulars for SNL and just friends of the team show up in here like yeah Vanessa Bayer when they McClendon Cavoy what's her fucking name I can never say what the hell are you doing (laughs) you host one time I I can't always do this (laughs) I have you've hosted twice I I hosted hosted 250 times I (laughs) a lot of people you recognize show up in it so Wendy McClendon Clumpley something yeah you you say her name you say her Wendy. name i just know her as wendy that's a cop out phyllis smith I have no idea who you're talking about the oh, lady who a moment she was in the goldbergs she's the mom from the goldbergs oh, yeah and she's she one of the bridesmaids one of the bridesmaids yeah yeah oh i don't know her name let me look it up i bet i can say it it's wendy with the i i think wendy mcclendon covey that's it that's her there you go 
All right, so if you like those people, they're in it for some time. If you haven't seen it on Hulu now, so go check it out. If you have any interest, we're going to spoil it now. We rate things here at Films with the Woman of My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Before we get to Barb and Star, the movie starts with this kid biking down a street, throwing newspapers to a song. And then he goes into a secret underground hideout under a tree, and we find out he's part of this squad of by this woman Sharon, who is uh, a she has some sort of pale disease that she says, and it's a, got a bunch of puns in it. Um, she's pale. She's Kristen Wiig in a in a black wig, and honestly, I thought that it was Madonna. I didn't. Know you didn't know who it was. Before. You were like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "That's that's just Kristen Wiig with a bunch of shit on her face." I watched the whole movie and had no idea who it was. I had to IMDb <laughs> it. Didn't look it. like her at all. And then I was like, "Who is Sharon?" And then I was like, "Oh wait, Sharon's the chick." And I have no no because Kristen Wiig played the other. Girl. Yeah, it was very confusing for me. Well, but and then till- later on when they're on screen together, you, uh, that's all I could do was notice like, all right, how are they going to take the shots and have them not be in the shot? But that's annoying. Mm. That's a, annoying film watcher guy, me. Anyway, Sharon's the <laughs> bad guy. She wants to release a bunch of like murderous mosquitoes on D- Vista Del Mar because she has a vendetta against the town that we talk about later. So she's got her, the scientist that she betrays in the very beginning, the little Asian boy is the one who like runs her tech, I guess. And then her like henchman slash love interest or he wants to be the love interest is edgar and that's jamie dorman's character Um, jamie dornan what the hell i don't know (laughs) that's who they got jamie dornan pines for sharon and sharon keeps him at arm's length and sends him to visit amar to do her bidding Uh, meanwhile we've got barb and star who is our our christian wig and mulo characters and they work in a a like a furniture store um, kind of like they work one work there. They, they both work there. And then even on their days off, they show up there and just sit on the couches and talk about stuff. Uh, I don't, again, I don't know what they're talking about all the time. They, they, they have an endless amount of things well, to talk about. It seems like they, yeah, it seems like they haven't run out of things to say for yeah. how little they do. It's shocking how many things they have to say. Uh, but yeah, they sit around the store on their favorite couch and talk about stuff until they find out that the store is, Closing down, or has been closed down for close, a while. Yeah, for eight months. <laughs> so they are no longer have jobs. They get a severance package, and they go to their not book club, talking club, where they have a topic <laughs> with other oh, middle-aged women, and they they have to talk about. So they have very strict rules, and it looks just it looks just awful. It, it's just a bunch of uh, anyway. They 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 lie about the, getting fired, and uh, that. That gets them kicked out of the club. Kicked out. So they're kicked out of the club. They lost their jobs, but they have the severance package. And uh, though Barb is afraid of everything in the in, in Vista Damar, especially the currents of the water, uh, they're going to take a trip down there because their friend, who is what's her name, uh, Nicole Wendy McClendon Covey. 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 I can't get that last. It's the last part of that name. I don't know what that name is. Anyway, she is there, like like. A friend who gets back and she's got a new pep in her step and she's like, oh, I just had this wonderful vacation. So they're going to go do what she did. They're going to fly down there and that's where they're going to have antics and they're also going to run into Jamie Dornan and uh, get tangled with this evil pale woman who hates just a dumbar. So that is the plot of this film. Uh, what do you think of it, Nicole? Nicole? Yes. <laughs> um, okay, what went last time. You keep track of that? 
I, I keep a general. <laughs> I keep a general oh, tag. So much. Just, before we get started, um, can I just say that Brennan's uh, all the listeners out there, you can watch this movie or you don't have to watch this movie, whatever. But Brennan's recap so far is really good. So <laughs> I, I am laughing a lot at the recap. So me too, yeah. me yeah. too. And I, I don't know if that's just Im- due to Brennan's re imagination of this or <laughs> how I really feel about the movie. Right. Because it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the movie itself, like the plot is kind of out there and usually you can take like a, like a Kristen Wiig movie and it'll be out there and, or, you know, a Kate McKinnon type movie. That's what I got from this too. Something she would be a part of because it's just really out of, out of nowhere. The, the bad p- part of the plot like that the the, um the evil part of the plot like i really thought it came around and it was funny at the end but in the beginning i was like i don't really want this i actually just want to watch these two middle-aged women go to (laughs) the resort town and like live it up i i wanted that kind of movie kind of like a bridesmaids where there's no like huge evil thing happening but it did come around at the end to to the evil plot and like the whole really goofy reason of why she hates this town. Um, I really turned around on Jamie Dornan's character and the love quarrel that he gets himself into. Uh, This movie is really fucking hilarious. It's so funny. I laughed the whole time. Um, I think that what they, what they can do writing and, and producing this type of movie, they are just, they're geniuses at it. Like this is like the brand of comedy that I, really enjoy um i like all the things like the heat and bridesmaids and um you know whatever else you you could think of with with the these same people in it like so funny but i i just i really would have liked to have just watched like two 40 somethings go wear their crazy qvc outfits and buy trinkets in this resort town because that's probably going to be me um so (laughs) sorry brennan (laughs) i I know it's coming i am a jamie Um, dornan type so uh (laughs) well the fact that he are he hasn't said anything other than yeah i know it should just tell you already (laughs) the plot the plot is okay i I just give it like a three five well i i'm really i this movie is satire this is not in my opinion this is not a bridesmaids or a heat or anything like that it's it's more like naked gun or something this feels really old school satire to me um and i think you really have to lean into it to enjoy not not just enjoy i mean the the movie has funny moments but it really is it's like a really long elongated snl skit I can see Barb and Star being on and then like being re- reoccurring skits throughout yeah, see that the too. season of uh, a season of SNL. So, yeah, if you're expecting a Bridesmaids, this is not it. But I think for what it is, uh, it's interesting. The plot, however, is really dumb. Uh, it's super contrived <laughs> and not I mean, there we've watched like space alien movies with more likely to happen than what happens in this movie. Yeah. It's just, not, it's, 
it's kind of weird. It it's it's reminiscent of what was the movie that I really didn't like with the Borat guy. Borat two. Yeah, Borat two. I guess that's what it was. It feels like Borat's subsequent movie. movie film. <laughs> yeah, where it's kind of with the Borat not... guy. Borat. Well, that's why I said not Borat <laughs> two because I'm like, yeah. well, surely she could come to that conclusion <laughs> if she heard. This. Sorry, except except for that that movie made made me uncomfortable. This movie didn't really make me uncomfortable. I I do when when Brennan said Jamie Dornan and you and I uh, Nicole both kind of laughed or giggled. I think Brennan took that the wrong way for me because I was like. Shh, yeah, Jamie Dornan. Heck yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna, let's go back to the plot, though. The plot of this movie, is, mm, it's barely sneaking by at a 1.5. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the plot is not... It's... I, I, I kind of with the core. I like them going to the place and, like, putzing around and doing their little... Still doing their little bits. And every time we cut to Pale Lady, I don't... Uh, I don't care for that. I don't care for Pale Lady leading on Jamie Dornan's character. I, like that's a weird. It, like they, it's it is. I, I got that same um, Zucker brother comedy vibe where that that's Naked Gun, Airplane, Kentucky Fried Movie. Like those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. super maybe, slapsticky. I've, I've never seen any of those movies. Austin so Powers, maybe. Older. I mean, Austin yeah, Powers I think, does this better. Um, but. If you're thinking newer stuff, Austin Powers, Scary Movie, it's kind of like yeah. that, but yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little better than that. It's like, it's Scary time. Movie oh, wow. kind of go, goes off the cliff, but... Um, yeah. I do not put it in that category at all. That's funny. Yeah, because it doesn't... that's what they wanted to or not. Like, if I they, that's Oh my gosh, I hope so. Well, that's why <laughs> I say Zucker, because when I think of Scary Movie, and then you get to the really bad stuff, like Epic Movie, and Date Movie, and those kind of things, and those are just like pop culture references that's almost like family guy kind of humor but even worse yeah. whereas the the zucker movies are parodies of a genre type as opposed to pointing out specific movies i mean i guess airplane technically points out a specific movie but it's not one that anyone ever saw it's more genre tropes and this is more genre is more genre tropes played to absurd especially when we get to like towards the end like some of like the escape they escape with the culottes as parachutes and there's the trish twist and there's the she shoots the the villain shoots herself out of a cannon and that's part of her backstory like these are like extremely over the top backstory and like get us out of the situation things that are um played up they feel they feel played up as something that would ridiculous happen in a more serious movie interesting about that I those are all the parts that I could have eliminated and I would have liked this more. Like I don't I don't like that that route they're taking with it then. Yeah, that stuff is the sillier stuff. I like a little bit more I it's hard because once once it becomes um, once they split up, once Barb and Star split up and start doing their own thing about two thirds in, I kind of get, I kind of lull out a little bit yeah, until the yeah, end, same. until they come out. Yeah. It's I think the strength is from the like the beginning with them up until they split up and everything with them everything that goes to pay a lady i'm not into and the, some of the bigger sillier slapstick stuff is gonna laugh here or there but it's not it's not the strength uh the strength is watching the writing back and forth I, I, it's, me it's, and you were laughing through whole the whole beginning the whole beginning yes because they're <laughs> because the writing is very funny and the the two it's that you can tell they they share brain when they write, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. therefore they share brain when they act, and it's really rewarding to watch. Um, and we always like Phyllis. 
Yeah, the the mom group is the one of the funniest, or not mom group, middle aged woman group. I don't group. know if they're moms. The talking group. Yeah, the talking yeah. group is yeah. is a very. That's one of my favorite scenes. Uh, but what's I mean, I yeah, the plot's kind of silly, ridiculous. I'll give it a two. I'm on the lower end. That's not the part that is funny about this. The characters, other than Barb and Star and the big villain and Jamie Dornan, there is also a guy, uh, Dar Darley Bunkle. That's is the gentleman's <laughs> name. He's a very bad deliverer of secrets. Uh, that's Damon Wayans' character. Um, and then there's a couple other... And then everyone else is more cameo level uh, as opposed to a character character. So you can bring up whoever you want. But uh, these characters, I'm okay. I mean, Don Cheadle, right? Or Don Cheadle. Um, oh, the way she says Don Cheadle. <laughs> Don Cheadle. I was like waiting for him to show up and then he didn't, but there they do reference him. I'm, I'm sure that, I don't know if that's probably great for Don. The characters are fun. I mean, Barb and Star are great. You're right. They, they share a brain and, uh, I mean, Kristen Wiig, I think has that ability with a lot of people, but it's clear that these two, uh, probably know each other so well that it's just sort of, you know, secondhand for them to, to behave. I mean, campy sure but i mean just like i could just see them having coffee somewhere and having it look exactly like that maybe in regular clothes though um either they're completely geniuses or it is truly effortless it looks absolutely effortless when the, the their their banter it does and it's and it's the kind of banter that i mean even though they come across as being you know it feels old-fashioned because you know the culottes and all of that kind of stuff but it comes across as that really quick fast uh, talking comedy, you know, or even non-comedy these days, drama where everyone's, it's, you know, it's quick. It's right at you. There's not, the breaks in this movie come when they take actual breaks, when they go to, when they cut to the talking club or when they talk to the bat, you know, the, when they cut to the baddie. Otherwise, when it's the two of them in, in the frame together, it's nonstop. Like I had to like try to figure out sometimes what was being said. So uh, I like them together. I think I was very, um, first of all, yeah, I didn't know the other Kristen, the other character was Kristen Wiig. I was trying to figure out who that could possibly be because it was just so it's interesting. Strange. Neither of you saw it. I thought, I thought it looked, I mean, she looked like, oh, a, I told you, a, I thought she looked like Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see where you, I see where you're coming from on that. Um, I mean, that would, that would be Madonna, like in a bad way, in a really bad way. Um, but, I was skeptical about the f when they first introduced Jamie Dornan, and I understand what his character is doing, but I was skeptical because I was like, oh, you know, this is a guy who does a lot of drama. You know, he's probably best known here in the States for Fifty Shades of Grey. And, um, but I was really surprised by how much he, like, I don't know, did he fully embrace this whole comic piece? Because his character's not super comic until we get sort of toward the end and he's just sort of, you know, out there. But um, I was good with that. I was, I found it really, I found it believable. Um, so I really liked his character. Um, I'm not sure we needed booby piano player, man. That felt. Richard I Cheese. I, I agree. Yeah. Richard boy. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah. You agree, he's a Nicole? real. He's a real parody uh, piano player, and his his name is Mark Jonathan Davis, and he has a band called Richard Cheese and the Lounge Against the Machine, and they cover a bunch of like metal songs with 
lounge music style. I, I, I was happy to see him here because I like his music from when I was in like high school. Okay, well, maybe that would have been good to put him in his, as that because what he did was just like, I felt it kind of dumbed it down a little. I mean, I realize this is not highbrow comedy. This is something else. I don't, I'm not, I'm still not quite sure what it is, but I can see where if people are watching this, you know, in January or in their house that they would pay $20 for it. Cause it's really like, it's just so out there. And I think everyone will find something to laugh about it. As long as, unless you're one of those people that just takes themselves way too seriously. What other characters? Am I missing? Oh, the boy. I didn't understand why there was this small Asian boy who your dad kept referring to as you, Brennan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Called it Brennan. Yeah, called it. <laughs> Like See, that's how I'm, I look to the call. I'm like, is that, is that is everyone think that's me now? Because it's a small, <laughs> chubby Asian boy. <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> it. I'm just saying. I didn't the, say it either. I'm just saying what the crowd said. So, um, yeah. and one of the funniest things I thought in the whole thing is in the beginning where he's in his bunker or whatever, and he goes to flip a switch and then he spends literally the next minute and a half flipping all the switches. I mean, that was very, that was kind of a very throwback airplane moment for me. I thought that was fun. Um, so yeah, I, I like these guys. Uh, I, I would, I would revisit this, these characters anyway. Um, I'm going to give the characters a three and a half. I really like Barb and star. Usually I don't like when there's an overabundance of dialogue and they're talking over <laughs> each other. Sometimes it gets very annoying but for some reason, it just didn't it didn't bother me this time. I actually thought it was quite comical. Um, I think it's just because they did it so well. And it did feel natural. And I, I really thought that was funny. And also, don't the you think that, that like, they were so happy to be there? Do you know what I mean? They were just like... I think so, too. Happy characters. And that kind of... That just... That, you know... For me, Even anyway. when they were mad at each other, they were not mad at each other. Right, like, right. They, it just felt genuine. It felt like two real people. The thing that threw me off the most, actually, was, like, the semi, like, haphazardly thrown together musical aspect of Jamie Dornan's character. <laughs> he sang a lot. Why. He had to have, like, three musical numbers. I don't understand what that was about. It was funny. Like, it was fine. I, all these things I would normally hate. But exactly. So yeah it I, just kept it really kept my attention like i thought it was funny like when he, he was rolling around in the sand he was like gonna kick up my legs and i'm in the <laughs> sand and i'm singing a song about kicking up my legs like what stupid thing is that he kept singing about really... the seagulls on the beach i can't remember what he was saying oh, yeah. <laughs> seagull on the beach seagull seag like he kept it's a different seagull on a seagulls. rock yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. The weird things, like that bizarre Morgan Freeman crab. I don't... Oh, yeah. Morgan Morgan Freemond with a D. Freemond, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they decided to come up with these ideas, but... None of this should and, work, uh, honestly. None, none of, of this it should. should. Yeah. Especially at the end when we get a fucking cameo from Reba. I don't... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the fuck is going on in this? <laughs> it's like, I wish that I had drank that that blue tropical drink they had that had yeah. some sort of like ecstasy pill in the bottom. So I, I could have felt the a, same thing. This would hit different if you were a little, you know, uh, a little turnt. <laughs> there was a lot of shit going on. Oh, there, there was the musical number when they got to the hotel. I don't know what that was about with some of the musicals going through, but I didn't mind it. I really didn't. I like, I liked most of it. 
Um, I loved the the talking circle. I, think I did that, too. That was actually, just yeah. So so hilarious. How mundane. The rules the of the talking is circle absolutely are the, best. the best. Yeah, the rules around <laughs> the rules. it were you know. Yeah. You know, oh, you're late. The one nope, girl who's late. one minute late. She's yeah. like, go home. <laughs> Thanks for ha- making your hot dog soup again. Oh, the hot dog soup! Hot dog soup, so nasty. <laughs> like, oh, Phyllis, back- Phyllis uh, she celebrated with her horse. Right. Oh <laughs> that's my god! How, that's she, how I cheers my horse when, when they when they did the toast and she neighed. <laughs> she whinnied. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking amazing. She is so funny. I'm <laughs> laughing right now, thinking about this stupid movie because I really did like. All the characters, for the most part, I didn't want like that stupid Kristen Wiig alibi. I mean, I mean not alibi. Um, alibi. What are they? Alibino. What are they? Albino. Albino. <laughs> Al- the, uh, her <laughs> alibino. It, I can't even think of the word that I want to. Oh, I guess I wanted to say alter ego, but it's not even the same woman. So never mind. Oh, I I think this is where, like the, some of the funniest stuff I've seen this year. Honestly, I'll give it. I'll give it a four. Yeah, I, I not much different. Star Barb and Star, good good play off each other the whole time. You know, worthy stars. Uh, Edgar's a good like meathead like character because uh, you know he's he, he, people know him from Fifty Shades of Grey and dramatic stuff that I think is probably pretty bad. And then he does this where he at the beginning he's still kind of too serious. Uh, but I think it's f- kind of good. Like I think it's kind of a like it's good for him. It's almost like he's the fish out of water in in this world. And yeah, he's totally the so- fish out of water. And for some reason, he's spitting with the scary the scary albino woman <laughs> who was going to take <laughs> over the world. And he had a backstory that about all that. But you know that was while they were getting their the ropes off them. So it didn't we didn't really pay Nobody too much cares. attention to it. Yeah. Um, no, talk about the the Darley Bunkle character who's who's coming in oh, and out. Forgettable. Uh, yeah, I didn't think that really worked too well. Uh, there, there there was one part I liked where he left the note at the door, and it's in giant bold letters the 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 top secret thing, and he whispers it. And when when he's when they're reading it, like like you're reading it and you hear his voice over it, like it's a narration. And yeah. in the big when it gets to the big bold letters. It's, he whispers it like like he was trying to make that the secret part, and then he puts his height and <laughs> weight at up. the bo- age, height and weight at the bottom. Because- <laughs> <laughs> when, gave, when he gives his address, <laughs> yeah, he just like that. I, you know, th- that's the level of comedy stuff. I'm wondering why this is so good, and um, what's the other one? Thunder Force was so bad. Like another, I was another similar ask about vein. That. Yeah, yeah, Thunder Force is terrible. That. It's unbearable, and then this is quite quite funny throughout and it's not a it's a fairly similar humor style um i don't don't feel like it is though i feel i feel like there's an underlying seriousness in thunder force that we're supposed to believe and in this it's not it's like this is like a spaghetti bowl everything is just thrown in it and 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 it's done so well that i didn't say salad bowl it's spaghetti bowl same thing it's a bowl of food do you think it's because Melissa McCarthy is better as a co-actress than the main actress? Well, you like the Heat, and she's like the one A, one B in that. Eh, I don't think so. I, I, I the like Heat is objectively things, good, but yeah, it's just a question. No, well, I just I, think I, that it probably has to do with the fact it. It just this is probably this is slapstick. Spencer, it's very different. This is very slapsticky. This is very campy. 
you know that going into it. The name Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I mean, I guess Thunder Force is also, but it just the other one takes I think, itself. I, mean, I think it might be the writing too. I think the writing. I think might you're. Just be yeah, better. I think you're right. And I think that they're just like we're going to write some funny shit and try to figure out how to put it all together, and then here's your movie. It does and, feel a little extended at times, if I had to be critical, because yeah. like. I think the only reason you add in the weird plot about the mosquito lady and re- releasing her revenge on this town is one to have a reason to get to get Edgar there, and then two so we can have a conclusion so that Barb and yeah. Star have to have to achieve something because otherwise, like I don't really know what they would like. What? How would you end this? Like they just yeah, go it'd just home. be wandering. Like, yeah, I mean, you ended on the banana, the banana boat float or whatever that they all that they wanted to ride on, um, with Reba, with <laughs> with Trish. I actually, I actually really like that. I actually really like the the Trish twist. I do about the too, ending. and I should. I think it's actually. Oh my god! But that's another example of that's another example of good writing where it's not it's not a random joke for the sake of randomness. It's set up. Uh, it, we'll get to that at the end. I, I like that. Um, so I, I'll give the characters. I mean, it's really only a couple characters. Everyone else is pretty much glorified cameo level. Tommy Bahama, Andy Garcia's character. Oh right, um, yeah. You know, the, all these other all these other people who pop in and out are are just. He's kinda... so sexy. Andy Garcia. I have to say, yeah. <laughs> I've been known as an Andy Garcia type as well. What do you think, Mama K? Um, sure. I I'm I'm a Jamie Dornan kind of girl, so. Oh my God! Are you serious? Basic. Basic. Oh, okay. Next. Basic catalog <laughs> model guy. Andy Garcia was fine, but I'm going to say I mean, something I would that's never really... turn Jamie Dornan down if he showed up at my door. Yeah, I'm no not shit. Say that, I but... mean, come on. I mean, probably not Andy Garcia either. I'm going to be honest. But yeah. I mean, I knew Andy Garcia 30 years ago, and so now when I see him, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I know I'm 30 <laughs> years older too, Andy, but I'm going to go with the other one. <laughs> I'm going to go with door number one. <laughs> Dornan number one. Which one do you think, Brennan? Dornan number between the two. Yeah. Uh, between star the two or men? Barb? Oh, star and Barb. No, he. No, be- I, she I means meant... the two men. <laughs> the two, the two men. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I go with the chill one. I go with Tommy Bahama. Okay. We just, we just <laughs> it's hang not about out personality. Hawaiian... It's not about personality. I don't oh, really. I'm wanna... definitely not picking Jamie Dornan if that's the case. No way. Yeah, I mean he's got rock hard abs. Yeah, I don't really want to bang a dude with rock hard abs. I'd rather bang a dude who's softer. <laughs> you want the fluff? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a ve- I don't want a very masculine figure. That would be less appealing <laughs> to a, a straight man. <laughs> the visual and sound. on so many levels uh, for me. It back really to is. you, Nicole. Visual and sound. <laughs> um... Jamie Dornan's abs. I'm feeling (laughs) a little flustered at the moment. I'm glad I didn't turn the fan off in here. Um, I'm going to have to edit all that sound out. God. I like the the visual and sound. Thinking about the the culottes, I was kind of getting annoyed with, like, the amount of times they were saying the word culottes and, like, waiting for something to happen with them. Like, why is this such a big deal? And then when it came down to how their life was saved from said culottes, I was like, this is pretty fucking funny. (laughs) I liked the touch. I really liked the touch of that. I love the scenery. I love the 50s-looking hotel extravaganza with the pit flamingos in the pool and... All that stuff, like, that was really fun. 
And then that weird shitty motel that they were at with a guy yeah. sitting at a desk. <laughs> sitting at a desk in the middle of the The empty- Vista Del Mar <laughs> Motel. You need towels? Sheets? Yeah. No no pillows though, right? <laughs> uh, but um I love the tchotchkes. I like them going shopping at all the little places on along the, the wa- uh boardwalk and I like the look of the rooms. Like I just I loved all of that. Um, they used the same song throughout this. I can't even think of what it is right now. I know you guys re- They re- just kept re- it was that. just kind of repeating Florida over and over in like a tropical No, song. no they no, also no. played Barbara Streisand and Barry Gibbs Guilty. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed these things. I like the club music when they uh when they took the fishbowl drink and pills. <laughs> there was I think there's one other song. They used the same couple songs and I actually didn't mind that. I thought it was interesting that they did that. It just it sped up at times and it was like slower at times. I think they were just, you know, pushing us along through the movie. Um but the sound aspect that really killed it for me was the stupid jamie dornan singing i don't understand <laughs> i don't we did i did not need that in my life but it was it was okay this will probably be my highest rating honestly i'll give it like a four or five i just think it's really fun i have i have a question i'm starting off with a question for nicole um so you said i like this i like all this stuff i love the way it looks i is that for the movie or like would this be a place you would like to go <laughs> in reality um, or i don't know if i would fit in there firstly i i don't know if i would fit in at a beach club like this i like it because it was so bright i like it because it was so colorful and right i i know that if i was a woman middle-aged that was alone with my with my gr- best girlfriend i would definitely fi- find myself in a place like this yes okay i'm just gonna go with saying this is my nightmare because <laughs> uh being a woman of age and seeing all of this going on is <laughs> just i think i fight against this vehemently um, <laughs> I think your I think your significant other would be very into this scene. Oh I, yeah, this is totally a Margaritaville. He'd be he'd be hanging out with Tommy Bahama. <laughs> he is Tommy Bahama. Pretty, he kind of sure, is. I'm pretty he sure is. he made a comment like, "Oh yeah, about Tommy Bahama," um, <laughs> it, and also, "Oh yeah, Andy Garcia." Yeah, all of that. Um, <laughs> no, uh, this is like oh, a, your husband would pick Andy Garcia out of the two. You think? He probably would, and I think probably for the same reasons that Brennan yeah. would. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, so, uh, for me, if you know, removing that piece of it, that part was fun. I do like at the beginning of the movie, they give you a definition of what a culotte is. Because yeah. <laughs> that is the oldest term for those kind of pants ever. Like, my grandma called them culottes. So, and my grandma was born yeah. in 1908. So, there we go. Um, I think growing up for me, they were called Palazzo pants. Yeah, that's a or, good, yeah. Anything that that size, like those are pedal pushers or, you know, there was a lot of different names. Gauchos. I've heard of had, none of these Gauchos. Gauchos. gauchos yeah. 100% gauchos. But Aren't they just I, capris? Yeah, sure. No, they're flowy. They're flowy capris. <laughs> but they are, you're right. They are kind of I thought capri-like. everything that was between a short and a long was a capri. No, there's Bermuda shorts. That's shorts. There's basketball no. shorts. Um, 
I don't. I don't. I. I, I haven't heard any of the, those terms you said. All the the. Well, that's why the they gave smook, you the definition. Smookies or whatever yeah. the hell you're saying. Snookies. <laughs> you, said, you said all these words and like the the. She said gauchos. What gauchos, pedal pushers, yeah, snookies. Yeah. Whatever. It's all. That's what it all sounds like to me. It sounds like nonsense words. Well, that's I why I think it's important either. because. So I think it's really important that they had the culottes at the beginning of the movie, or else people might not really know what's going on. So, um, and the culottes are funny. They're the one of the funniest pieces. I think Nicole said that that was one of her favorite you know parts is when they are saying they really led up to it and i was wondering why they were saying it so many times like okay we get it like you're wearing (laughs) older lady pants like why (laughs) yeah and and you know they were saved by the culottes so that's important um that was great so i agree with you though the colors are all very interesting but again this was this would be a nightmare for me you know to see everything made out of seashells that's just (laughs) my god i love the tackiness of it i Ugh. i just think it's would be fun for the like the four days and then i would never want to see it again but i would, I <laughs> well, would you and i actually, also we like kids we like we, cru- like we like cruises we yeah. like being around uh touristy areas like this would be right up our alley we like we like the kitsch like we do like, like yeah it's it's a fun i, I like it too <laughs> i like i i mean we cruise i like all of that stuff but i am not the person to bring things home like i am not uh, I I'm not the oh. shopper to go into every. Nicole grabs all the little trinkets. <laughs> I cannot. I yeah, trinket is a word for me that. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. I just don't have. Uh, yeah, I don't have room in my life for that. I don't know. She came home with um, a fruit bowl the other day from Goodwill just to just just to get it. Well, sometimes you do have to, have to do with anything. <laughs> sometimes I understand that because sometimes you have to save things from. Goodwill. I don't. No, you don't. Yes, you do. You have yeah. to save. Things. I've never seen anything and be like, if I, it's my That's responsibility than the to buy that. Six dollar magnet that I buy in the airport before I leave somewhere. Oh yeah, you yeah. Got, what, what is it? Purple pair. The you know, you saw a purple pair, and you're like, it's great. Okay, it's these are things pair. at the stores. Like this is not the same thing. Leave my things alone. <laughs> it's just, it's in the similar world of it doesn't serve any purpose and it's not right. particularly themed. It's just a thing. Yeah, I'm not going to be the lady that collects spoons or, you know, things like that. So um, that's that's not appealing to me about this. But I do think it's fun. I think what they how they do it. I don't mind the musical stuff. I think the musical stuff adds more kitschiness to it. Um, there's nothing that's ever going to be as bad as Pierce Brosnan singing in the Mamma Mia. So, oh, my God, you're wrong, Mama Cam. <laughs> No, sorry, you're wrong. Wait, <laughs> no, wait a minute. Wait, Brendan loves that too. I do. <laughs> I don't like those movies, but I do like what he when he's singing on the boat. Yeah, but do you <laughs> love go. it because it's just so terrible, so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that hits it right. This I, I I'm, I'm with Nicole. This is uh, this takes me out. It's it's not the right. It's too no. It's too glossily produced. The other one is just like a guy belted it with like a couple of sounds in the background. This one's this one's like also a music Andy video. Garcia, right? Isn't he in that as well? Is he? He's in, in the second one. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I've never seen that one. Well, I made it too. Oh, you might want to get on that. Um, no, I don't like I'll the first one, so I don't know what I would have to gain. <laughs> Host pick. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so I think it all lends to it. I don't know that this is its strong suit. Um, I think it's, I think it's kind of averagey. So I'm going to give it a three. Uh, yeah, we're uh, hitting hitting long on some of these points here, but uh, uh, I, 
I like the I like the, the the scene where they drink the thing and then take the pills. I wish that were a real thing. I would love to have the drink where there's pills at the bottom and then you just like That's a lot that's a lot for complimentary beverages or all I know, that beverages. Was... I like when he's just waving slowly and they're still sitting at the bar from their POV and they just kind of drift backwards and then it starts blasting a, who is it? Is it a Celine Dion? Oh my like, God. Per, yeah. No. But yeah, electronic will go on remix. That was, yeah, I which is my, our wedding. that's my, that's my kind of jam. I love what? like, like poppy songs <laughs> remixed to electronic <laughs> dance music. I love right. that. That's. Okay, help me out here, listeners. Oh, I mean, we're these, having a bar what do you mean? That's fun. Well. These are That's like so middle fun. twenty people talking right now, and they sound like they were born in nineteen forty-two. You DM us for you the. You need to folks. tell me you did not appreciate that. My heart will go on electronica remix. It's very good. Not okay. as much as you. Come on. <laughs> not, very good. I we were on the same page with these things. We're not. I'm. I'm easily embarrassed by things that happen in movies. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, so that kind of thing can embarrass. Me. <laughs> That's true. You have this this shame embarrassment level uh, in it's real not life shame. too. You... It's embarrassment. Well, they're they're linked. You gotta you yeah. gotta you gotta be you gotta be more free. You gotta let it let it go. You know. Um. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drag on it. I I, I align. I, I guess I'll kind of fall between because I'm gonna give it a three five. So that's kind of in between where you guys were, uh, score wise. Uh, but I want to talk about the Kulot joke versus the Trish joke, and I think the Trish joke is a far superior setup. And here's why: the Kulot joke. I, I, I clearly did not know what culottes are, nor any other version of flowy capris, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> but the culotte joke is set up at the beginning where they have it on the definition of the screen. Uh, and it's like a dictionary definition like you do in some movies. And then you they say it a good amount of times. I'd say four or five other times to reinforce yeah. they're wearing culottes. These are their, and I could infer, had I not known they were the pants, that they were the pants, probably by the second or third time, because they point to them and they put them on. And even and when they have the reveal that the culottes save them as parachutes, they say, our culottes. And I would be like, of course, that's their pants. What else would be, like, why else would they say that? Like, I didn't, I don't need to be led to, to the water. I understand the joke. Which is why I think the Trish joke is superior. Because the Trish joke is a big, long, fat joke in the beginning. Where they're talking about this fictional character who they made up. Because they talk about how they like the name Trish. But there's never people in movies named, Tr- there's no movie stars named Trish. Or however they get off on the tangent. And then they create this, it's on a, the, the, the long flight from wherever and we keep getting cutbacks to it and the guy behind them is annoyed and they keep talking about Trish and her fictional world and by the end they're cr- going down the escalator at the airport they arrived at still talking about the story for it has to be four hours at this point and they're crying about her death and her death is that she dr- sinks and drowns in the ocean and that's where she pops out of at the end to save her it's, it's the ghost of Trish is who saves them at the end that's the deuces machina at the end to save them is the ghost of Trish which is from their long story and there is no mention of her from then from the beginning until the end there's no reminder and i like that better because it 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 requires me to like remember this joke and then also remember how that joke ended that's why she's in the water it's not random that trish saved them it's that she was in the water in the story and she's in the water at the end and i like that that's why i like that joke better i wish that i could agree with you but i made a fatal error a fatal error this yeah I looked Look up it the up. cast. I looked up the cast. Oh, you uh, saw she was going to show up? I fucking saw that Reba McIntyre was labeled as Trish, and I was like, <laughs> God damn it. 
I just ruined this movie for myself because I haven't seen it. What a good yet. surprise that would have been. Yeah, ruined. That's why I got to stick with the with the culotte. Palazzo joke. Well, that's that's your fault. That's not that's not that's not the fault of, fault of the movie. Well, and I can't get on board with you and agree. I wish I could. Yeah, uh, you gonna... freaked out. You freaked out anyway when she saved him at the end. I imagine how much it would have been extra had you not known Reba McIntyre was going to be Trish all of a sudden. I know. It's a shame. Uh, I'm I'm with Brennan on this. I mean, the culotte thing was the running joke, but Trish was you know Trish was the bomb. I uh, I liked the whole Trish thing from the very beginning. I didn't expect, though, for it to come back around and be the thing and to have it be Reba McIntyre. Why am I laughing right now? Honestly, <laughs> um, it's funny. It's, it's like she even at the end, she she's like and that and she she's like the one who says and like, that's the tale of the and, and of this of Barb and Star go to Vista de Bar and then there's the two sea turtles behind her because. Barb and Star are right. can, are always quick on their feet with each other, but they can't lie to save their lives, and so their lies often revolve around them running into turtles and having small adventures with a turtle, and right. to get the sea turtles at the end. I I, I like I like that's a good that's a good capper joke. Yeah, um, that's not really the ending. The ending no. is the the bad the. Do, do I have to even explain it? There's a double crossing. Edgar yeah. No, we don't. This isn't even the best part of it. Just like it's not important. The the bad yeah. guys become good guys. Everyone wins at the end. Barb Barb and Star make up. Star ends up with Edgar. Uh, bad bad woman has friends now. Asian kid shoots a, a, a party gun into uh, the yeah, air and everyone still dances. Went over everything. Yeah, that's that's everything that happens. <laughs> that's so. Visuals how we did resonance and feel. I'm okay. I didn't think after I finished watching it that I would really honestly remember a lot about it. I was a little concerned about this, uh, this particular podcast, but um, it all came back to me. So I feel like it hit, it did hit some notes with me. I'm, I'm so befuddled about why this works for me in particular, because I think we've talked in the past recently about, I'm not a person who like dad jokes. That's not my jam. You guys love them. Uh, they're yeah. fine and they're only for me they're only good if they're delivered in a certain way sort of an ironic way uh, and that's not what this is at all this is like in your face slapstick uh, when <laughs> when Jamie Dornan and I don't remember who it was were wrestling in the sand that yep, shouldn't they just be kept funny cutting back to them slamming back the same move over and over that, every time they not cut back funny it's not it's not funny for that's not a funny thing for me and i was just like oh heck yeah that's what they're doing so um there's something about this i mean it really sets it apart from other things that i think maybe try to do this that we've talked about like thunder force and it's kind of a throwback to when it was okay to you know have satire that was just so ridiculous 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 and and it's okay to it's okay to like that and it has just some brilliant stuff in it the whole talking circle is brilliant reba mcintyre coming back is brilliant those things are really really good and the other stuff is just enough to keep it going so for me resonance and feel i'm gonna go i'm gonna give it a four yeah i really i really like this and i thought that i would enjoy it but i actually enjoyed it quite a bit more than what i was expecting um <clears throat> I think that the jokes are wholesome enough and not so aggressively asinine like some of the other movies and maybe things like Thunder Force have that over aggressive like 
lame jokes. And this, I don't think it has it. I think it's, it's just like legitimate. This is how these 40 somethings would talk to each other. And they're stuck in uh, a couple decades ago. Everyone else seems to be, you know, in present day and there's, they look like they're still stuck in the eighties. So, um, I, I just like that. I feel like it's, it's feels legitimate. Would I would watch this again because I think that just the camaraderie between the two main characters is fun, and I can I can put myself into those shoes of with me and one of my girlfriends or me and my sister. Like I feel like that would be us. Like I, I really enjoyed that, so um, I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, yeah, this is these aren't usually my type of comedies either i guess like i, I don't like I, I, I like bridesmaids and heat are like i think my two favorites of this genre but i don't like them like yeah. nicole loves them um and this is it's it's a step below those but it's big fat steps above things like thunder force and life of the party and i didn't like what's out of the, there's a spy one with uh with i um, love the spy one I hate that. Mila Kunis and uh, Kate McKinnon. Oh, not that one. It's... No, the other spy one. With oh, Spy with Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy? Yeah. I haven't seen that one, so I can't oh. I can't judge that one. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of this general SNL acting, writing alum kind of movies uh, with, with, with where the women are the other stars. Like, they're, they're, some are pretty good. This is like a, this is a above average one. Um, the, a couple of really solid jokes, like for some reason the Phyllis na- toasting her horse, me be imagining that is just <laughs> that that I could stick with. That is just stupid funny. That is, it's out of nowhere and it makes it, it's such a real character thing. Um, I and I, I'm a, also just appreciate the writing. Like I just I, when I can see the even when I can see the writing, some people like don't like that in movies because it makes, takes them out. And when it's good writing, I like I like be, keep, keeping up with it. And it's it's actually a it's a fun exercise, um, and it's it's got a lot of dumb, good dumb laughs. Like it, I'm gonna stick with this, it's uh, modern Zucker Brothers kind of comedy, which is again Naked Gun, Airplane, Duck yeah. Fried movie, those kind of movies. So uh, I, I'm a little lower in those field because it's just not a, that type of movie for me, but it's still above average. Let's have a three five. We give this a three five. We're at the end here. Gonna recommend Barb and Star Vista Del Mar. Nicole. Yes, I am. I think that. This will be a hit with with the with the crowd. With the crowd, the Nicoles. With the the crowd of the of the woke teens, <laughs> I think they would really. Oh be lord! This. People who really like want the eighties to come back hard. Yeah, um, yeah, I get that. Vintage. Yeah, I'm going to recommend vintage. this too, just because I think that people need some fun, and this is a movie that is fun it does not take its itself seriously i'm befuddled and baffled why we are actually reviewing this because i brennan this is i know this is not your type of comedy uh, i at all definitely requested this well so there was another movie on the schedule which just came out and it's an it's an ask it's called gunpowder milkshake which is what we originally supposed to do and it's a girl ass kicking girl movie and i was like you know we do we do a lot of that kind of stuff, and I don't think anyone else can appreciate it. Is there anything else that's new? And then you said Barbara Star vs. Omar just came out, and I'm like, oh, that's a 2021 movie. It's not brand new, but it's available now. And, you know, we don't do a lot of those kind of things. I think you guys would like it more, and so, you know, it, it, fit, it fit the bubble. Oh, thanks, um, But, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to recommend it. Yeah, and I, I'm going to recommend it, too. Uh, it's, a, it's a, you know, it, I... Uh, it, it, it works way more than it should. It shouldn't be exactly. as funny as it is, but, I, you know, I can't take points away for it 
over overachieving on its on its <laughs> on the humor it's assembled. Yeah, I, I don't hard to explain, but I think it works. So I agree. Uh, three recom- three recommends for Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. So for me, not worth twenty bucks. I'm glad I waited till it came out on Hulu. I think I think it's you could watch this anytime. You don't need to jump out of your seat to go get it but now that it's on a streaming service and you probably have that streaming service i'd say it's worth it so yeah uh that is barbara star we got other things coming up you already know what the host pick's gonna be coming up next <laughs> hmm. so we're gonna oh yeah yeah Let's we don't have to talk about that, that cake. here we oh. have to talk about it here because we already know it's gonna be in the meantime if you have anything to recommend to us films with the women in my life on facebook Reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Thank you guys for being on for Barb and Star. Yes, Cheers. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Telesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.